Welcome to the Email Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live from EmailSocialClub.tv. I am Lizzie, and as you can tell, my voice is kind of back. Um, so a little raspy over here. But we are, um, me and Brian are on our, on our way to mending after Riot Fest. And worry not, besties, because we interviewed so many other bands and the first few <laughs> that was in the part one version of our interviews looking back at the festival. For this last installment, for our Riot Fest interviews, we are going to be chatting with Bayside, Oso Oso, Enter Shikari, and Silverstein. But before we jump on into those, just a reminder, make sure that you sub to us, you comment, you like, you send this to your frenemies, to your bestie, whoever, just to get the word out about the Emo Social Club, because of course we're awesome and we're cool. And so you don't miss any of our upcoming shenanigans or guests for our live stream. Make sure you're following us at Email Social Club on Instagram and on threads and X Email Social Club X over on Twitter and on TikTok too. Also, I can't believe we got over, I think it was like 11,000 views on our clip for Bowling for Soup on TikTok. Absolutely wild and insane. Um, Jared is such a fantastic guy and that was an amazingly fun interview with them. But we're going to jump right into these amazingly fun interviews as well. And we're first going to start off with Oso Oso. Emo Social Club, live at Riot Fest. We're here with Oso Oso. We got Jade on the pod. Yes. Hello. Yeah. What's up? (laughs) I'd have you introduce yourself, but I just said your name. So now now everybody knows who you are. Um, I like who are you, and then you're like, who, who am I? <laughs> who is this person? No, uh, uh, do you know the band Sincere Engineer? Yeah, they're doing a, a little bit where they like go out and, and interview people oh, and yeah. they say, Who am I here with? Yeah. And I'm like, That's fucking rad. <laughs> we love Deanna. Um, yeah, but we're talking, we're, we're here with Oso Oso, so fuck every other band, every other band doesn't matter right for now. now. <laughs> for the, yeah, for it's the, just next, all on yeah. Oso, for the next 15 Oso. minutes. Next 15 minutes. Uh, so I'm gonna start this off with, I saw you open for Petey. Oh wow! And I was like, wait, this makes a lot of sense. Petey is the most Midwest emo <laughs> shit that I've ever I ever did here. Yeah. Um, so do you consider yourself Midwest emo? <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, like straight up, like I just don't. I'm not. I, if we are, that's cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? I never like. Yeah. I never thought like, oh. What are we, in a way, like, you know, like, the who am I thing, you know? Who am I? Um, Or you're, like, texting, you're, like, what are we? Right, yeah. (laughs) Yes. Like, all the bands that I listened to growing up and stuff like that, and that I would say are, like, influences for Oso Oso are are definitely emo. The Midwest emo thing, I didn't even, like, know of uh, that thing until I was, like, 18, kind of. Like, I'm old now. I'm 31, so it's still a while. That's not old. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, 2011 or something like that. Yeah. That's when I heard, like, Midwest emo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess so. Right? Yeah, I don't know. yeah like it falls underneath it. Yeah, right? It seems like, emo, like, right? Oh, most yeah. definitely. Yeah. It seems like a social media thing, like a TikTok thing of like, you know, taking these clips from movies and shit and like putting the, the little wheelie wheelies under it. Yeah. We have the riffs like that. Though. Yeah. Like I feel like the Midwestern stuff has like, yeah. I like, I can't play guitar. The twinkle. Like that. Yeah. yeah. I can't do that. The twinkly bits. You know? Like, more of a like simpler player (laughs) i think it's it's i have always heard from people like on the other coasts uh about like the midwest and chicago and all that it's like they're all trying to do that they're all like trying to get that sound out of it and that like emotion like i don't know if it's the weather i don't know what it is but it's like yeah the coast can't get it but the midwest emo has that like that certain feeling of it so i don't know i mean it's the landlocked it's yeah. The feeling like everything is further away from each other. I think. Yeah. It makes the world feel more like far away. Yeah. It's the lake effect or something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I I mean I've considered like, uh, I don't know. I I I'm older than you, so I'm I'm 36. Okay. Uh, it sucks. It doesn't get better. Everything is going downhill from here. Um. But I think that like the the era in which I grew up, I'm like, no, I I don't understand what that is. Like I understand like the theatrical stuff. I understand like 
Like, I, yeah, it's your kind of like My Chemical. Yeah, My Chem, yeah, yeah. Panic, that's, Fall that's, Boy. Yeah, hey, that was what I thought emo was. Yeah, that exactly. Was yeah, for sure. But now, like, I mean, yeah, I, I never want to pigeonhole anybody into a genre. It's mostly for like people like us who have to be like emo social club, right? Right, right, yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, no, there's like, there's obviously like barriers there that need to be broken and doing other stuff. So, I mean, do you think that you're like breaking a barrier? Do you think you're, um, how would you describe it? think so let's I put think, you in a uh, box <laughs> uh i think uh i don't know I, f I feel like like every every music every genre and all that stuff like that it all has its era do you know what i'm saying and i think that we're just like we're certainly part of an era of like you know these bands and like contemporaries that like we tour with and stuff like that and uh i don't know i think i just not that there's anybody I would think of specifically or anything like that, but I just feel like I could be like, oh, like, yeah, we're, like, breaking the mold or doing something different or whatever. But somebody could just be like, oh, that's the this band of this era or yeah. whatever. Do you know what I mean? And I'd be like, oh, shit, you got us. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> so I don't, I don't know, you know? I uh, I just know getting, as the older I get, writing songs is, is hard. It gets harder, <laughs> like, to write yes. stuff. And, um... It, it doesn't feel like I'm doing anything different or anything like that. Then a lot of stuff that I listen to, it just feels like I'm trying to make stuff that, like, I want to hear. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Stuff that I'm like, oh, this is a good song, you know? Yeah. Well, with, like, the whole, like, fourth and fifth wave of Midwest emo, too, I mean, you got you got a little bit, like, lumped in with, with like, with all of that yeah. at the same time. And yeah. now we're still trying to define, like, when's the sixth wave coming out? When's the seventh wave I'm coming out? I'm not sure if we're fourth or fifth wave. <laughs> like, I really don't even know. Like, I'm not, you know what I mean? I feel like we're too old to be fifth wave. But then I see, like, memes and, like, the tables, like, the lunch tables and stuff like that. And it'll be, like, on that. I'm like, oh, shit. Fifth wave. Good. You know? Yeah. I feel like that's good because, like, you know, you want to be I mean, first one, right? I have no idea. Yeah. It all does it. This is like some it shit that's being. It all culminates together. Yeah. Right. Shit that's being said on the internet that I'm like, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. I'm like, please get me off of Twitter. <laughs> I'm I've been spending an hour on here reading the dumbest shit I've ever seen, and it's like you you can't define what you're trying to define right now. You have right. no idea. Yeah. <laughs> we actually have a lot of friends that are super fans of your band. Yeah. Oh shit. Um, I'm using this moment to shout out Andrew. Because yeah. he'll be like, what the fuck? He kept, like, texting us. He's like, can I come back there? I'm like, no, you cannot come <laughs> like, back here. Like, super Andrew, fan. shout out, Andrew. Yeah. Uh, our friend Alice, too. Also. Uh, yeah, loves uh, you. What's her yeah. name? Alice. Alice. Oh. Yeah. Shout out, Alice. Shout out, Andrew. <laughs> shout out, Alice. Surprisingly, this is our only interview where we've ever been like, oh, we got these friends. Like, let's shout them out on the pod. <laughs> Everybody else are like, nah, you don't get anything. Nah, fuck it. <laughs> like, you get nothing. <laughs> you guys should text them, see if they have any questions. I did earlier, yeah, really? and Andrew just kept saying, "Can I just come back there?" I'm like, "Yeah, no. we're asking. No, we're we're not asking those questions." <laughs> I'm like, "I'm not asking these questions because the answer is no." <laughs> he he doesn't get it. He doesn't get any questions. I should say he is just an absolute super fan, and he like he was at that PD show with me too, and he's just oh, like, yeah. uh, "That wasn't even like their best set," and I was like, <laughs> "Well, okay, you've seen all of their sets, and like it was an acoustic set. It's not even like a full band set." Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean. It's fine. <laughs> I don't know. I do you think that like do you think you're deserving of such weirdness? And if you want to say no so that he stops, I would uh, really no, I think I, I do I think I'm deserving of it? No. <laughs> I think it's so sick that like anybody listens to us at all, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's wild. Yeah, it's wild to even like to put into terms people just like liking your music, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I was like like younger though, I think because I was in so many bad bands as a kid <laughs> that like we just weren't good, no one liked us. So like anybody like liking us, it's like oh this is sick, you know? <laughs> it's true. It takes like three or four bands to like finally find the one. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty or like four or five. Yeah. It's it's less Seven. wave of emo. It's more waves of how many bands have I been in. Yeah. And once I get to like the band that finally takes out, like that's the wave. <laughs> so it's like fifth wave of the bands that I've tried to be in. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I think that, like, I think there's definitely a vibe of your music that could attract a lot of people to it to be like. To what's that? I'm sorry. Uh, it's, it's a lot of. So, 
we're very loud back here all yeah. of a sudden. They're kicking it up. Yeah, later in the day now. Um, they said, let's turn it up, guys. Like, let's, let's turn up the music. Uh, there's a lot of like like vibes to your music that I'm like, I get why people are like identifying with it uh, or, or feeling like something from the music that I think makes a lot of sense to why why people that we know specifically are very weird. <laughs> uh, tomorrow, Frank Turner's playing. is like one of those artists for me where it's just like, you define like a so like a moment in my life, yeah. and it's like yeah, you never expect that when you're writing. I, I, I assume writing about yourself and like, oh, I didn't know that like everybody else is feeling this stuff. Yeah, I think something like that always like stand up comedy. I feel like always uh, like awoke that in my brain if that makes sense. Like, yeah. So I feel like there's a lot of moments that like people will touch on on stand-up comedy where like you're like oh shit that's funny because that <laughs> happens and i never i thought i was the only person that did that yeah. and now this person's like touching on it and it's just like this wild thing so i feel like if i could like look for moments like that with music you know it's not like, like you're not trying to make people laugh but like make them feel like oh shit like that's something that i thought i just did like by yeah, yeah 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 you know what i mean well, it, it's been a little bit since you've released, like, a full new album. So, like, could we expect that coming soon in 2024? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not sure. Damn. But I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> we're definitely going to work on new music, try to make new music. But not really rushing anything. I don't know. That's fair. Uh, how, does the, how does the process work for you? Like, when do you decide do you need to go and record or something like that? Like, the older I get, it's just, like, I like I used to just, like, come, like, when I was, like, younger, come home from work and just, like, write. And it was just something, like, I wanted to do. So I was, like, kind of, like, you know, you get off work and you're, like, all right, let's just, like, finish this song or something like that. And, like, the older I get, it's just, like, harder to sit down and feel like yeah. <laughs> I'm writing something new or something I haven't done. <laughs> so I kind of need to, like, like set aside, like, time and like being like a studio kind of like environment and then just like like build stuff by like recording it you know what i mean like yeah. start with like an idea have it recorded like loop it for a while and then like go on to that and stuff like that so it's just kind of like getting my ass into the studio <laughs> that's it like you know what i mean and like just setting aside time to just focus on that and like make songs really, you know? is that is that more freeing or is that more um, Stressful, it's like more, uh, that's more freeing, I think. Yeah, for sure. Like, I think um, as long as like you feel like you're coming out with something, you know what I mean? Yeah. I bet I like I'm not in the studio enough where it's like, if I was there every single day, I think I would be like, oh, I like run out of ideas and get stressed out or something like that. But I'm not in there enough where it's like when I'm in there, it's like I haven't been in there for a minute. Yeah. It's like to spend like three weeks and work on stuff, and it's like exciting and it's fun. It feels new. And uh, yeah, if I, I feel I feel like I'm I don't really run into the trouble of not being excited about making stuff. You know, and as long as you're excited about it, like, <laughs> then you're good. You know. I was uh, I was I was talking to somebody else here who's like, yeah, this band like I was I used to go on tour with them, and they're like, man, we had to write this record. There's like two songs on it, but we've had to put it out like like contracts or whatever, and it's like. That sucks. Like, yeah. I'd hate to be yeah, sure. a like band who's, like... like, out, like, just pushing out stuff just to do it, to fulfill something. For sure. Yeah. I think sometimes you get into a situation, like, you know, bands get into situations where they have to, like, they're just trying to get out of deals or, like, do stuff yeah. like that. But, like, right now we're not in any deal or anything like that. Uh, so I don't feel any... I'm just, like, <laughs> you know, if we write one song and I really like the song, I'll just put... Out by itself, like yeah. If we have it, if I feel like we're like onto an album, like then we'll work on an album and put that out, you know. Uh, how does that work with like booking shows, booking tours? Like, how does that work with like how, how do you? Because I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, because you you've done all the research, Lizzie. Uh, but you're going to Japan with Origami oh, yeah. Angel, yeah. Uh, who we just talked to. So, I mean, obviously. If somebody says, hey, do you want to go to Japan? The answer is, yeah, yeah. I want to go to Japan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how, like, most stuff just works for us. It's just, like, you know, like we have, a like, a booking agent and stuff like that. Uh, with Japan, like, somebody, uh, our manager, Jake, who, like, runs Counterintuitive, he basically had, like, a guy that was willing to set up a tour, and, like, he kind of, like, rolled it into this huge tour, and that's just kind of how that worked out. But it's a, if we get a tour offer, it's, like, 
yeah we'll do it like that's just what you know what i mean like uh yeah i don't know it's like we want to we want to play shows and make music yeah that's why we're doing this so, you know if there's a show for us it's like very rare that we're going to turn it down you know what i mean oh yeah especially like at, at this point in our, in our lives like we like everyone who's like doing this like on stage like we all want to uh like we want this to just be the thing that like pays our rent and stuff so it's like <laughs> when a show comes we're just like yeah let's we'll do it you know, like, you're like we're literally living the dream while doing it yeah you know it's a weird weird <laughs> messed up dream sometimes but definitely living it you know? yeah. <laughs> there's bullshit in the dream too i guess yeah, yeah, yeah. there's things that come out of it yeah um well yeah i mean Usually this is the part where we go, hey, promote your mu new music that's coming out. Or, or yeah, I got but nothing, like you can just promote man. yourself. You can promote yourself. You can yeah, promote got, the old music. You I can promote nothing. the tour. Yeah, listen to the old music. Yeah. Listen to that shit. I don't know. <laughs> like our numbers are like slowly, steadily going down oh, on no. uh, Spotify. Let's get it's those okay. numbers I'm not, up. I'm not worried about it. Listen, single-handedly, Andrew and Alice will be the two to yeah. bring it all yeah, the way up. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get those numbers up single-handedly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's definitely time to put out new music for sure. <laughs> We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll yeah. get there. I, I, from what I know, <laughs> Origami Angel waving high. Uh, Just drop-ins. From what I know, uh, Oso Oso will be fine because <laughs> there's a bunch of people in Chicago specifically who are absolutely uh, in love with your band. Thank you. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll be here forever. Don't worry. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing, like, we're not really, <laughs> not, nothing else is going on. That's it. We do this, go home, smoke weed, walk the dog. That's it. Like, Fuck yeah. yeah. Now that's the dream. Yeah. Just having yeah. a chill one. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's the dream. Yeah, we're not doing anything else than this for a while, so. <laughs> well, hell yeah. Um, well, thank you very much for, for yeah, spending your time with us. Yeah. Uh, check out Oso Oso. Get them numbers up. Those yeah. numbers got to go up. Uh, Raise them. Just, just, yeah. just artificially put it on a playlist or, or whatever. Don't. I don't care. Let's Fuck make it, it happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sweet. Thank you so much, dude. Yeah, yeah cheers. <laughs> Oh, we love Oso Oso, and it was really great to be able to talk with Jade kind of last minute, um, so we really appreciate being able to do that. Thank you to Jamie from No Earbuds. Um, it was a fantastic chat with him, and also uh, Origami Angel, which we, you know, we know that they're on tour together, and we saw some of their clips from them playing in Japan, like literally a couple days after Riot Fest. Make sure you go check it out over on their socials because it looks insane. This next band that we have talked with, I've only recently in the last couple of years really came into listening to them and being aware of their existence a little bit more. And it, they have arguably put on one of the best sets I probably have ever seen when I went with Brian to go and see them. And this is one of his favorite bands. So I was really stoked that we were able to book this. Um, this is our chat with Enter Shikari. Emo Social Club, we're here. We're live at Riot Fest. Enter Shikari has joined the podcast. Yes, yes. Uh, I'm, yeah, this is, this is amazing for me. Uh, I'll let you both introduce yourselves so people know your voices on the podcast. Hello, I'm Rao. And my name is Chris. Okay, I don't have any other questions. That's it. Yeah. Let's, let's go ahead and drop it from there. Um, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll go ahead and say uh, A Kiss for the Whole World is out now. Uh, again, you can't stop releasing banger records one after another. Um, how do you do it? Uh, we're quite picky, we're yeah. quite perfectionists, like I, we're also independent so we're never like rushed to make a record, we don't feel any sort of pressure apart from our own pressure, so we only put things out that we're happy with, um, and that better, hopefully better what we've done before, what we think they do. Yeah, I mean I guess like the only thing we really strive for is to write music that we find interesting. Mm. and different. Like we're not going to put something else out that we feel like has been done before or heard before. So it's, it's, it's a, a kind of a balance between keeping ourselves happy. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know? that's when it's like genuine, you know, that's when there's, you can tell that the music was made with excitement. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you can, I think you can tell when music is. <laughs> I mean, I would think like by a certain number of records, you're like, how am I going to keep myself entertained with making a yeah. new one? Uh, well, you, we've been really lucky to have been given like a very long leash. Like our audience, yeah. for some reason, has been very kind to us and very like supportive, even when we go off in all sorts of different directions. So, yeah, we we feel very grateful <laughs> for that because it keeps it interesting yeah. and therefore keeps it real. Yeah. Yeah. 
I know that, like, also, there's been a lot of other people we have talked to this weekend and in general who are taking their time when they're developing their next album or even an EP. And I feel like that's just, like, such a consistent basis to do, to be more thoughtful, because you guys have a lot more kind of, like, political leaning sometimes behind, especially, like, with the environment that's, like, going on with a lot of your songwriting as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's central, really. Like, I, I, would, I would struggle to write about anything that isn't um that, d that doesn't feel like it needs to be talked about you know um that that became quite quickly something that we uh really grasped when you pick a set list because I, I i've actually said this is like the enter shikari method of like we're gonna release like three singles or we're gonna release like destabilize you know randomly here you go here's this song and then it's like immediately in the set every single time how do you like pick a set now? <laughs> like at this point you have a new record, but you also have like a long list of bangers that have yeah. gotten you here. <laughs> it's getting increasingly harder. <laughs> yeah, seven albums now. Yeah. And it's, I mean like we, we all start out with the best of intentions and we all care at the beginning. And then about an hour later, <laughs> it's basically like the last man standing. Yeah. You know, because we've lost interest and we get bored by the, by the after an hour's gone. So whoever cares the most. No, no, no. I mean, um, basically, all we really try and do is we try and make sure we've got a balance of new and old, mm -hmm. a, a balance of, you know, songs that show everything, every side of what we do, uh, and, you know, try and consider what people want to see as well, rather than just. It's Wait, mostly mosh pits, I'm assuming. <laughs> You're like, yeah, skip this one. Let's go back to the mosh pit. Let's yeah. get the, the circle pit going again. <laughs> Is it hard to, like, not just do all the circle pit once? I mean, I, I feel like it's nice in a live situation not to just, you know, to have, like, ups and downs. Like, mm -hmm. I think stuff hits harder once you brought the audience down and, you know, you brought the, given them a different, something to, to, different to think about, you know, and then coming in with a banger that just <laughs> makes it all the more impactful. Yeah. <laughs> and so when you are, like, putting together, like, this set list for Riot Fest, are we going to hear a lot of bangers or are we going to hear some, like, newer stuff and, like, a good mix of things? Can you remember what we decided to play? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pretty much a, a fair mix of okay. all, all the eras. And there's like, I think there's at least one song from every album. Yeah, I mean, we... Probably not, I don't know. We struggle to make a set list that's like an hour and 20 minutes. Like, sure. And so today's show is 40 minutes, so it's <laughs> yeah. even harder. brutal, like, just lobbing off, like... Yeah tracks that we play, but we don't have time for. It's like disowning your children. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. There's always going to be somebody on, on Twitter or on Instagram just like, well, it was a great set, but I wish you yeah. played this one. Yeah, well, then you got to come to a headline show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we still might not play. I mean, yeah, true. <laughs> I, uh, I bought a ticket to your, because I know you did like the preview shows for the record. I bought a ticket to the show here, and I was like, I'm so stoked. Hey, uh, hey, Brian, you have something to do that night. I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> I literally saw it and I was like, hey, Brian, you want to go? He's like, can't go. I, um, <laughs> I, uh, I bought a ticket to a show I cannot attend. It was only the best show we've ever played. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. uh, a buddy of ours like went and then came to what we were doing after. And he was like, I got to tell you. And I'm like, don't tell me anything. Don't tell me anything about the show. It's just going to make me sad. Uh, but I was like, oh, I'll get, the, I'll get the cassette deal. So I get like the ticket and all that. Uh, but I'm glad at least you're at Riot Fest. So I get to see you yeah. here. Um, but I know you're, you're doing the Kiss for the Whole World tour right now. So this is like, is this your second stop or third stop on the tour? Uh, third. third yeah. nice. This is just like, it's kind of just around this bit of America. Like yeah. central, I don't know, the geography. Um, That's fine. We're not the part. coasts, basically. Yeah, yeah. But we'll be back uh, for a proper tour early next year. Okay. Nice. Is it, uh, well, I mean, UK tour primarily, or, uh, or um, are you going to go back and do, like, more Europe and then come back, or? Yeah, or Europe and America. Okay. Yeah. Is it, uh, it's still, America's still doing the business, I guess, for, for Enter Shikari? Well, business, if you mean that in a financial <laughs> sense. Not no. in a financial like, sense, no. No, <laughs> doing in, the in business a in, a, in a passion yeah, sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, definitely. Uh, yeah, like, America's tough for us. Like, I, I feel like our music is, um, maybe it's too varied for, like, a sort of, uh, 
a mainstream audience, you know, however you want to define that. But um, but yeah, it's still we still come here because there's just so much passion, so yeah. much energy, enthusiasm, and it's it's still a joy to play the shows, even if they're like a very small fraction of the size that we, that we do. I'm like, how do you go from a stadium to play in, like, Bottom Lounge here in Chicago? It's like... It's, it's weird. It does weird things to the psychology. You have yeah. to, like, reframe things. And like, yeah. But it's, it's equally as enjoyable, I think, if you approach it right. Yeah, I feel like we have more... Like, we connect with people a little more over here when you're doing those smaller shows when you're doing the bigger shows you feel a lot more yeah with everyone you know and we don't just we're hanging around the venues or you know just meeting people after the show and stuff like that so you really feel you get a sense of what it means to people a lot, a lot more yeah I know I like I have I have one friend, he really loves you guys. It's not Brian, but I have another friend. His name is Will, and every time he's, he would tell me all the time, he's like, I'm going to go see Inner Shikari. And I was like, oh, my God, like, I never heard of that band. And I finally went last year, and I was like, oh, wow, like, I get it. And, like, I saw him in the pit, and I'm like, I thought you don't go into mosh pits. He's like, I do for this band. I, said, okay. <laughs> I love that for you. Bestie. I get tossed around only in Inner Shikari pits now. Yeah. <laughs> like, I got to save that up for, for just them specifically. Nice. Uh, yeah, I, I, I do agree, though, with the, like, small sets, because I'm, I'm happy that we, at least in Chicago, have gotten, like, the smaller sets and, like, more, uh, the more energy and the more, like, it's, like, 200, 300 people that are in a room that are, like, diehard fans, like, super passionate about yeah. it. And I'm sure that feels pretty good about touring some places in America. Yeah, I think, like, when it is just, like, the, the diehard fans who have, like, you know, they're... People in America are like spoiled. Like the scene is so saturated with so yeah. many like brilliant types of music, um, brilliant artists, um, and so for us to be able to come over and play this music that's like a bit weird, doesn't really fit in anywhere. It's not the easiest thing to get into. It's not it's so far from the middle of the road. We're on the curb. It's like it's difficult. So um, it makes us even more like grateful that people have put the effort in, understand the music, and come to the show. I do think. Well, I would say, I would say, this is me. Bring Me the Horizon owes a lot <laughs> to where Enter Shikari kind of paved some roads. I love Bring Me the Horizon, but I'm like, yeah, but Enter Shikari was doing a lot of this first, man. It, I mean, like, <laughs> way, way back in the day, like, it was, um, it was quite lonely in the world of, that we were in, in terms of, like, taking in lots of electronic influence. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we were like, I won't say like shunned from scenes. Or but there, were like, there were lots of people who hated what we were doing. Sure. Um, and there was us and like Pitch Shifter and yeah. maybe like a few other bands. Um, I guess you had the Prodigy coming in from the other side who were like yes. bringing yeah. like yes. punk to dance music. And we were trying to bring dance music to punk. Right. Um, and yeah, I feel like now it, it's absolutely fine. It's, There's no it's, like it's, it's so aggro, you know, everyone can yeah. all sorts of music. <laughs> and all the boundaries have gone, which is just it's beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, it's a lot easier now than it than it was. <laughs> some, some hate back in the day. I mean, if you stick around for long enough, it'll the scene will learn. Yeah, the scene will figure it out. Yeah, it all it's all reciprocal. That's it. Yeah. Um, well, I know we, we have a short interview with you guys, but this was amazing for me. Um, do you want to shout out anything before we wrap it up, or do you want to say yeah, fuck y'all, and we're gonna get out of here? <laughs> hey, mom. <laughs> there you go. Shout out, mom. <laughs> Yeah, no, we're good. Just, you know, thank you for anyone listening. Thanks for the continued support. And, uh, yeah, we'll always keep coming back as long as people are willing to come and see us. Hell yeah. We'll be here. Standing like that. Sorry. 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 Anyway, thank you, uh, no, no, thank no, you no, Shikari, for being on the pod. I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, drop that in the, in the subject line. And this next interview, we are talking with the one and the only Shane Told of Silverstein. And you probably have listened to his podcast, Lead Singer Syndrome, as well. And this was a fun conversation. We actually uh, talked a little bit, nerded out a little bit about some audio equipment and such beforehand um, and a little bit after. So enjoy. Emo Social Club, live at Riot Fest. We're here with Shane Told of Silverstein. Hi. Band that I've known for... 20 years? At least 20 minutes. I'm thinking about it. At oh, least 20, 20 minutes. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like, At I, least I mean, since this was scheduled. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was. I sent uh, that email and I was like, mm, that sounds like a cool name. Let's just go. <laughs> got a band playing? Sure, we'll interview them. <laughs> What's a Silverstein? 20 uh, years? That's a, that is a lot. I mean, discovering the waterfront. Yeah. Like, I had people. 18 years ago, I came yeah. out. 
Yeah. I, I mean, I'm rounding up. Crazy. I'm, uh, I, w I was there with a bunch of friends who were like, you got to hear this fucking band. You got you to gotta check out this Silverstein. They're yeah. brand new yeah. at the time. Yeah, we were brand new at the time. We're, we're not so brand new anymore. Yeah. Uh, but, damn, feels good. Still feels good. Yeah. feels better. It feels better than ever, you know? <laughs> is, it, is it the nostalgia wave, or is it just being a band still... It's like, never no, I, you know, nostalgia's a the nostalgia wave or whatever. That's all kind of weird because we've been doing the same thing yeah. for so long. Like our band never broke up and got back together or anything like that. Yeah. So we've seen some ups and downs, I guess, in terms of like the waves of of I guess I'll just call it the waves of nostalgia. Sure. And maybe right <laughs> now they're because there's the the TikTok dances that are emo or or the emo night shows that are happening or all this other stuff but it's really been for us like fairly consistent honestly you know with with our fan base and people coming to our shows and buying our records and all that stuff so for us it's been i say i say like the last 20 years has kind of felt like one big long day like sure. not that much has really changed for me uh to be completely honest i mean i think there's a lot of bands that had to get back together to do the nostalgia thing but Silverstein's just been there the whole time and has always been good. It's always been, you put out a bunch of quality records. So, like, yeah, you know. Well, thank you. I, yeah, yeah, thank you. I mean, we try real hard. <laughs> you know, every, every, uh, every single, you know, record, it's like, what are we doing this time? How many, we, have, we put in more work, more time. Like, I think you have to as you get older yep. because the reality is that records don't get easier to me. <laughs> you know, um, like, there's times even when... I'm writing a song and I'm like, oh, I'll come up with a good line. I'll be like, have I used this before? It's like <laughs> I got ten albums of material. So Listen, you can always like re reuse it, like yeah. Fall Out Boy kind of does. You're like, guys, this is like an Easter egg. Yes. You're like, actually, I just thought it was, it was it's smack paying hard. Here. Homage. Paying homage. Oh, there you go. So no, no um, old record. <laughs> um, no, and I love, man, I love that new Fall Out Boy record. I think it's terrific. It but really smacks. We're honestly. in Chicago, so we can talk about. We can what talk is about, your favorite uh, song off of So oh Much for Stardust? <laughs> Oh man, that first song is pretty banging. It is pretty banging. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm bad with the names. I'm especially bad with names in Fall Out Boy songs because some yep. of them don't even make sense. Correct. Um, yeah, Chicago's uh, so two years ago. Yeah, that's a hell of a song oh, that yeah. I will play tonight at my DJ set. But oh hell yeah, that's wow. another. That's a whole other story. <laughs> yes. But um, no, I. Uh, Wow, we're already on tangents and everything. It's, so we it do. feels like my podcast. Yeah, that's I mean what that's we do. what but, we do too. So <laughs> no, it's it's great. I, I, but no, I, I think. Um, I think it's a beautiful thing, you know, like just everything's been, been so good over so many years and like we've worked hard, our fans have been there and been supportive and, and it's all kind of just continuing to to work, you know? Yeah. And it has it's never gotten weird, it's never gotten like to a point where it's like, Oh, here's another record, like here's another embarrassing album, which <laughs> sometimes happens with bands that get sure. to be, you know, two decades old. So that that's important for us to, to really um, just you know, continue down that that line of, of quality, I guess, <laughs> you know, for lack of a better word. Sure. I mean, I you mean, you are kind of like re-releasing though for the 18th year anniversary from Victory Records too. Yeah, yeah. So that's also something I that's think Chicago. to like drum up a little bit as well. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, you know, with discovering the waterfront being yeah, you know, 18 years old or whatever, uh, it's an adult. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean the reissue, the vinyl reissues are cool. Like, vinyl was was really for me, it's always been important, and even our first contract we signed with Victory, um, which was not exactly artist-friendly. We know uh, Victory. Yeah, yeah they, Victory has a very sordid history. Yeah. We One were, in general in here, exactly. We were a new band, and we were not, like, super hype or whatever, but we were... One thing that we did stipulate in the contract was that we have to make vinyl records. Like, mm. our first album has to be on vinyl, which at the time was not that common. There's a lot of records that came out in that period, that 2002 to 2005, or even later period, where like those records are still not out on vinyl. Yeah. So that was important for us to do that. So, um, you know, Discovering the Waterfront came out, it came out on vinyl, the second album, and uh, it's been so coveted, and yeah. every press of it has sold out immediately. So <laughs> there's a new press out, it's available now actually, for a bit, because I know it won't last long. <laughs> um, you know, all the different colors and everything. But you know, it's it's great to continue to do that, and 
and that record is has become such a classic yeah that you know we want people to own it be able to play it you know <laughs> on their fancy crresley turntables or whatever not the crosleys you can get a turntable for 50 <laughs> bucks sarcasm yes yeah. <laughs> just play the record you don't you don't just need a record player get an amplifier That's i got a friend that got bestie. i got a friend that got very into vinyl and i'm like oh you've reached that level of life and we had we had a long conversation about like what vinyls are important what's important when you're getting vinyl and what's important about a sound system and all that and i'm oh. like dude you've gone you've gone too deep <laughs> like yeah i got into I mean, some other shit i guess i mean you People get into all kinds of things. Yeah, I think, you yeah. want to make sure, I like, think, you keep the preservation of, like, I have a Denon, and, like, the needle is, like, 150 bucks to replace it with boss. Yeah. Like, I want to make sure it sounds good when I'm spending all these hours. Yeah, I have I have a pro, project or project turntable, uh, but mine is the one that you can mount on the wall. Ooh. Oh, hell yeah. So, like, I, I, that's yeah. how much I care. Like, obviously, that's a good, really good company, a really good turntable company, but... Probably the one that mounts on the wall doesn't sound as good as the one that doesn't. <laughs> sure. So you can see where my priorities are. But it's cool. I just want to see cool. the cool like it's record yeah. spinning. Yes. yes. That, with the the, the the you know the splatter record going around in a circle, that's my priority with vinyl collecting at this point in my life. Yes. So. That's that's very fair. And it so, is. It's a lot of aesthetics. I was about to say something <laughs> yes. else that I felt that was cool, and this is me being a nerd. You guys did a collaboration with one of my favorite coffee roasters, Onyx. Yeah. And I saw that, and I was like, Yo, Brian, did you know about this? Because I used to be a barista for six years, and Onyx was one of the ones that I worked on. They're and so I was good. like, yo, love this shit. Yeah. It, it's so cool because we're all big coffee guys. In fact, I'm a big coffee guy, and I'm not even, the, like, close to the... I'm the lowest coffee <laughs> man in my band. They're way into it. But Onyx is, like, collectively our favorite yeah. roaster. And then they came to us like they're fans. Hell yeah. Wow, okay. And then when we did the collab and we like the mug sold out in like two hours. And then they were they were like hitting us up being like, this is the best collab we've ever done. And we're like, oh my God. It's like so it's so it's so cool to be able to not only collaborate with one of our probably our actual favorite roaster, but also have them be fans and do so well and the the product be so good and so cool. Like it was it was like really just kind of the dream. Yeah. <laughs> like, for, for that. So I'm glad you know about it. Yeah, no, Onyx uh, is one of and, my and favorites. The, I was hooked on it when there was one year we got it, and they had their Krampus blend, and it was, like, Merry Christmas or something like that. Yeah. I did a V60 pour-over of it, just straight black coffee, and it tasted like a peppermint mocha without adding anything to it. And I said, my life has changed. This is it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's incredible. And it's such a cool company and such great people. So that was a, that was a real honor, but I'm just so happy it, it, it went, like, amazingly well. Yeah. It feels like all of the, like, the emo kids from the early 2000s are now like in positions of power at companies to be like, yo, I really like this band. Can we, uh, can we collaborate with them on we, something? It's funny. We've talked about that, how when we first came out and our records were like not very well reviewed <laughs> and uh, not a lot of opportunities were out there for us, the only people giving us opportunities were people that were smart and being like, oh, well, the kids care about this, and this, we're going to make money off this band, so we'll support it. Now, it's like, you're right. All the people in major positions are like, grew up with Silverstein and all our friends, and now it's, now it's easy. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> just hit every, them up, and you're like, hey, yo. Yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. And um, <laughs> no, for real, it, it, that's a really, really good point. Um, and, and I'm sure that the younger bands now are probably having a bit of trouble with the with that stuff that we went through so yeah. that's why i'm always like i don't want to be that jaded old fuck and uh you said fuck earlier so i know i can say, no, you can say you fuck can as much as you want and uh and not you know i don't want to be that guy so i'm i'm always trying to be supportive too of the of the newest thing because yeah. i like loved all the punk rock bands and stuff that influenced me but then <laughs> there was a big disconnect like, <laughs> now i'm hearing bands like i'm hearing somebody it's like oh like i'm trying to write a song like smash to pieces and it has like a like a weird like trap beat i'm like how i mean what? the kids but, love hey, trap whatever yeah whatever <laughs> work, whatever works and, and it's cool and i and i'm really supportive of that and and uh and just it's art and it's some of this stuff these days like coming out and especially lyrically is like the best it's ever been hmm. so I'm, I'm into it that's not, that's good to hear yeah i'm like these lyrics when i was growing up really changed me as a person and i wonder like how the kids are like reacting to music now I'm not listening to new shit. You know, it's different because I think uh, a, a part of part of the way that I wrote lyrics was 
it was more like poetic, I, I guess in a way. Yeah. I, I was writing it more so like in a way that you'd write like a like prose, whereas now a lot of it is way more like social. It's way, it's more yeah. like how you would talk to somebody. Yeah. But in some ways, like that can be just as uh, relatable, if not more. Yeah. Relatable. You know, when it's like, oh, I'm being so poetic. Well, what the fuck is he <laughs> saying? Or what does that even mean? <laughs> it's like it's very clear now sometimes what people say, and I really, I really appreciate that about it. Yeah. You know, I don't think I'm gonna start talking about that in my songs, but <laughs> but I appreciate, I do appreciate it, and I think in some ways that that's uh, further ahead, you know, than than. I was. Yeah. You know. I anyway. That makes sense. And I'm like, yeah. Cause it, I, sense. it might make sense. It makes yeah. sense. I, when I was writing music around that time, too, it's like, yeah, I'm writing poetry. I'm writing all this shit. And then, like, I heard the 1975. I'm like, you're just saying things that happened to you. You're just saying things that, like, you're just saying going shit. on. So that song, I, I, I do like the 1975. And there was that song. It's like, I don't, I don't know the name of it. It's like, duh, duh. Chocolate, yeah. Is that, yeah, chocolate. Yeah. chocolate. I had no idea what the words were. Yeah. And I looked them up. Yeah, I, yeah. I have no idea no. what is going on there. But great band. Great band. That's their, like, that's their like biggest song, but they released a lot of other stuff. I, I was not a fan for a very long time and then saw them live and I'm like, He's a stand. I'm he a text, fan now. He texted me. He's like, I get it. I'm a stand I now. I get it. Like, I, I, okay. I've changed my entire mind about this band. As long as you're born after 1975. Yeah. Yeah, you'll probably get it. <laughs> my dad would hate that shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, the sound is a band that might might get some of those people. Yeah. It's a little dancing. I, no, my dad would hate it. My dad my dad has told me verbatim that there is there's no good music after 1970. Wow. So he doesn't like your music? He doesn't like Led Zeppelin. So what the he, fuck? He, Yo, what? he thinks that that shit sucks. He yeah, only I'm likes not even into, like, my dad, that, my dad like likes that, like wow. like his favorite song is at the hop. So he what? he's what? really old school. Interesting. Yeah. Whoa, all right. That's yeah. I, yes. I don't even know how to. So I'm I'm not that much like my dad. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I, no, dude, well, I am. So much I am a lot like my dad, but I but maybe not musically. Uh, so I I want to shout out that when I go on YouTube and I search emo, which I do. Every day. A lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, your interview with Anthony Padilla <laughs> yeah. of I interviewed former emo kids or, or former emo bands or whatever. Emo legends. Thank emo you Emo legends. Much. Yes. I was say, My bad. Still, emo legend still band it leaders is, is what is, it was, I believe. And you know what's funny about that is I actually looked that up today randomly. Yeah. Oh, Mega Mind Energy. I, I don't look it up every day, but I was like, huh, that was kind of a thing. And I looked. I looked it up literally this morning. You yeah. Check my, you can check my history. I'm. I. I feel like I trust you. I feel like I don't need to check your YouTube history. Um, it comes up. I mean, it, it comes up for me all the time. Like, do you think it still applies? Like, you're checking it today. Are you like maybe people are like, who the fuck are these people? What is an emo legend? Oh, dude. No, 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 no. I, I'm not. I'm never on my high horse, dude. Ninety-nine point nine nine percent of the world. Doesn't give a fuck about anything. <laughs> yeah. Straight up. Go to other countries or like yeah. travel the world. It doesn't matter. Nobody <laughs> cares. You know? So it's like, I'm never going to get too uh, uh, high up on anything that I do. Like, I enjoy it. There's a very small, very small, <laughs> relatively speaking, group of people that care. And some of them care a lot. Yeah. I'm not, not going to like say that that doesn't matter, but like, let's look at the grand scheme. You know, I can still down. I can still walk down the street. Yeah. <laughs> know what sure, I mean? And, true. And it's like a lot of people can still walk down the street, even maybe not Dave Grohl, but you know, a lot of Dave people, Grohl yeah. cannot walk down the street. No, no, probably he, probably he, not. He, he, listen, but, he's up back there. He's being held up the rest of the <laughs> yeah. entire day. Nah, Dave. You know, Dave. Dave. I'll say this about Dave Grohl. He's awesome, and he's one of the real ones. And we did a festival with them many years ago, and he was literally just walking around, knocking on dressing rooms, introducing himself to like oh God, small bands, so nice. being like, "Hey, I'm Dave." Like. Guy's the best. So I cannot say a single bad thing about the Foo Fighters. I love the band. <laughs> I even own a Foo Fighters pinball machine. Okay? Oh, wow. Fuck. So I am, I am way in. But, um, but no, I, I, back to your question, though. Like, I don't. Yeah, it, it really is true, though. Like, most of the people in the world do not, do not know or care about this. And I, that's not lost on me. <laughs> well, um. That's awesome to know. That's yes. good to know. 
because we think of you as a legend. You've been in it for 18 years. I will say this about Anth the Anthony interview. He's great. He does a great job. Yeah. And that was cool. And that actually got quite a few eyeballs it on did. me. Oh, yeah. So, Anthony Padilla is I'll, like, I'll, I'll take it, you know? He's, he's, yeah. he's funny. He's doing some business on YouTube. Yeah. I, I, I like Anthony Padilla, nice but I definitely found that interview because I'm like, oh, he's interviewing uh, Shane and, and Spencer from Under Oath. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to watch this. Yeah. Like, I, that's why I'm going to watch this, not because it's yeah. Anthony Padilla. Um, that's how you get the people in. That's how you get them in. Uh, well, we uh, we want to give you a chance here to shout out anything, like anything coming out, any any promo. Uh, we didn't talk about your podcast, but you can shout I out your podcast. One. Yeah, do, yes. uh, it's called Lead Singer Syndrome. I talk to other lead singers um, that do things that I do, and sometimes not things I do. Uh, singers from all different different bands, all different walks of life. It's a lot of fun. Been, been doing it for I'm coming up on eight years. Actually. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, over 300 episodes. And uh, yeah, it's worth a it's worth a Google. Check it out. Um, and what else? Um, we're doing so we're seeing we're doing a big tour this fall. Um, it's kind of select markets, unfortunately not Chicago. Wow. Be part of partly because we're here now. Yeah, we just got. But you. we um, we're playing Iowa. It's not oh. that far. Hell yeah. Uh, oh man. And all over. So we're we're doing a uh, an anniversary, ten year anniversary for our sixth album. This is how the wind shifts, which has become mm. a fan favorite. Um, but we're we're proud to say that we're doing an anniversary for our sixth album because yeah. yeah. usually it's like anniversary tours for like your first or your second. Yeah. So it's cool that this album has enough demand that people want to hear hear it uh, in full. So that, yeah. we're excited about that. Hell yeah. Mixing it up. Mixing it up. So yeah, SilversteinMusic.com for all your Silversteiny needs. <laughs> and uh, yeah. All right. Nice, nice. Thanks for having me. It's been. It's yeah. It's been a nice chat. We're glad we got you yeah. in Chicago for, for Riot Fest. So we'll see you the next time, obviously. Next yeah, time I you're here. Like a riot. Is this a Riot Fest? It's a Riot, it's a riot Pop, Fest. Yeah. Is this their yeah. own thing? Yeah. Yep. Zoom in on that. It's actually really good. Nothing rhymes with orange. Oh, my God. The Breeders are playing. Yeah. I, know. <laughs> I just heard the song. I'm the like, oh, okay. Splash. This is what's happening. Like, Amazing. <laughs> I love the Breeders. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll wrap it up there so we can go listen to the Breeders. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Thanks, Shane. All right. Yeah, thanks, thanks so much. <laughs> Coming up next, we're talking with one of those bands that's been around for what feels like forever to a lot of us, and we do kind of get into that, and also talking a little bit about how they're dads now and the life that they live while also being in like a punk emo band. Here is our chat with Bayside. My straight up vacation, I go home tomorrow morning, and it's like nice. I go back to my kids and stuff, so this is Hell like, yeah. This is it. This is like very much like the last night of a long like, not of like a extended weekend of playing shows where I go home tomorrow and I'm like, I missed you guys all. <laughs> My wife is like, get back here and help me with this shit. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, discipline them. Of course. I'll be like, I'll be like I'm bad guy. They're like, I don't know. Fuck this guy again. Like, <laughs> I'm like, damn it. I thought we were rid of him. <laughs> like, every time you leave, you never stay away. I'm like, I right, come on, let's go back. <laughs> like, fucking herpes in your life. I'm like, back. Feel like it's me. Yes. <laughs> Yet. Well, basically, I'm pushing fifty. I feel like they got another twenty good years with me. Oh. <laughs> like, and that's gonna be touch and go. And they're gonna be like, is that around anymore? They'll be like, oh, he's real. He lived. He's a lot of city miles out of me. He donated his Delta miles to us. Don't worry. <laughs> I, I, I. That whole thing with Delta is so weird. I right? know, right? I did see that. Are we doing this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're on. We're on. I, I had the no, microphone down. Oh, yeah, sorry, oh, okay, uh, Emo Social Club, we're live here at Riot Fest, yep. talking to Bayside. About me, everyone else laughed. They were yeah. like, we got to go watch Turnstile. And I was like, I get it. It's relatable. I was honestly surprised that anybody was like, we want to do this during Turnstile. I'm I'm very happy for them. I've seen them uh, in an earlier time in their career, and it was like evident that something was going to happen. But this level is pretty, it's pretty crazy. Oh, they, yeah. I mean, it's a super good band, though, and they're like, they all seem like got like green heads in their shoulders yeah for them. that's amazing it's Honestly, wild yeah. but do you think that they like watching them open for like new Van glory in like i don't know like 2020 or 2019 2018 do you think if i was like yo you're gonna be headlining riot fest or you're gonna be headlining coachella they would have been like i think they would have been like no mm, i mean like when they were at lala they didn't headline but they were like one of the later slots and we were watching yeah. them and we we're like damn they had goddamn dua lipa in the pit yeah dua peep in the pit <laughs> that's insane yeah 
Well, we were talking about it also, like, you see people like culturally relevant people like uh, Tim Robinson or like Sam Richardson. Yeah, yeah. Be like, yeah. You got like Detroiters over here. That's so sick. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a very specific crowd, but it's also like, we just love it. It's good. I mean, it's, it really transcends everything. It's got a pop aspect. It's got heart. If we were talking about it earlier, how it um, it's interesting to have a band that's essentially a hardcore band have that level of acclaim and not have it be ruffling any feathers on either. Oh, like, yeah. No yeah. hardcore kids are like, this is too polished. And no of the pop kids are like, they're, it's in Coachella and people are like, yeah. I'm we're going crazy. crazy. Like, this is amazing. I mean, people are there for Knocked Loose too now, so yeah. you never know. I mean, I'm not, a, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not afraid of that. I think it's awesome. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's good that like a, a lot of the subterranean bands are like getting, or are achieving that level of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Recognition. It's super exciting. It's great. Heck yeah. Um, Bayside. Yes. Also a band. Okay. You have a lot um, of recognition on you too. Yeah. This is. It's yeah. A tr- that's a transition. It's late <laughs> in the day. This is our late. You know, our late it. interview. It, it was seamless. We're doing fine so transitions. I'm like, we could talk about other bands, but I want to talk about Bayside a little All bit. Right. Uh, I mean, you guys have been around for. Ever a long time. It has been a minute. I've uh, I'm in the band for 20 years. Yeah. And that really, when I think about it intensely, that is a, probably about 18 years longer than I thought that I would be in a band. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I didn't believe in the product or like believe in the band or believe in the music, but I don't know. Nobody does that for that long. And it's interesting now that it's been now that we've been doing it for this long and we've um, made friends with other bands who have been sort of in the long game as well, and it's. I don't know, it's really interesting to all of a sudden make friends with people who are like, you were in a band when I was in high school that I used to listen to, but now we've both been in bands for for a certain amount of time, and it's it's interesting to be able to connect, be like, it's a nice, it's a gift from, uh, it's a gift of, a gift from life to be, <laughs> to be able to stay culturally relevant for as long as we have. Yeah. Um, Try not to take it for granted. And oh, yeah. Like, the fact that at this age and at the age of our band that people still care is it's great. It feels <laughs> it's very rewarding. Well, you guys also just came off of a, a little bit of a run with Hawthorne Heights and um, a couple shows with Pink Shift, who we also talked to earlier, homies. Yes. Yeah, we had, done, we had done some shows with Pink Shift earlier uh, a couple of years ago. And um, actually, that was in 2019. That was uh, on the Interrobang tour them out and yeah, great great folks like really good band exciting and when we were kind of coming up from here from nashville they were available because i think we had done a show in tennessee that thursday was on i know they had been uh opening for for thursday on that run so it just made sense and hawthorne are great friends from forever so yeah it just ended up being a nice a nice sequence of events, yeah. <laughs> and it brings us to here at the uh, at the culmination. So. Yeah. Yeah. You you have been to Riot Fest before, right? Like, Bayside's played it. We have done. Shoot, I want to say three or four Riot Fests. But, yeah. uh, I feel like I saw you, and I think I could be wrong because this was years and years ago. It was like one of my first few Riot Fests I went to. But you also had, I think you had Frank Iero jump on with you, or he like he was there one year with you guys, or on a tour maybe. Uh, not with us. Uh, we we're friendly with with yeah. that camp, but I not, I don't, I don't think so. I but I do, I may be misspeaking. The problem with you guys getting me to do the interview, <laughs> is when I'm thinking about it, I'm like, wait, were we on the first Riot Fest? Because I think we might have been on the first Riot Fest. But then I'm also like, oh shoot, I don't. That actually remember. might, yeah. I think I think that we were. Heather West would tell me if we were or not. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that. We, but we've done a number of them, and we've been a fan yeah. since early on. And I don't know. As far as U.S. festivals go, this is this really caters to the artist. It makes for being in a band that exists sort of in a subgenre that is. Um, I don't think that Bayside has ever specifically felt rooted in emo or in punk rock or in metal or in. In any other genre, we kind of we seem to float around a lot. Mm-hmm. So, but to be given a uh, to be given a spot at this festival that makes us feel really home and really centered here, and understand that what we're doing is impactful to in a bigger scale is really, I mean, truly rewarding. Yeah. Experience. And like as a band, Riot Fest really validates what it is that we've been doing for 20 years, and. You know, like there are other festivals that we get decent billing on, and we've done other things that are high that are higher profile. But it's also it's something completely different to be 
to be on the show. My mother-in-law is also like, you're playing with the Foo Fighters. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, how cool is that? And but I you think, just have that casual flex now. Yeah. I, well, and all, my kid, I have a seven-year-old and a three-and-a-half-year-old, and they are just kind of becoming aware of what it is that I do. So at this point, they're like, oh, you're, like, going to play, like, a big concert? I'm like, yeah. I was like, we're not going to be the main draw, but we're playing at a big concert. They're like, oh, that's cool. So for five <laughs> minutes right now, my kids think I'm pretty cool. Yeah, I was about to yeah, say, yeah. We, we've talked with a lot of other bands, too, that are like, oh, like, this is the dad life or the mom life. And it's like, when, at what age is it when your kids are like, don't embarrass me? I think 12. <laughs> Okay. okay. Maybe sooner. <laughs> My daughter is me, and uh, it was like I made a version of me that's <laughs> and she's seven right now. So I feel like I might have a better relationship with her growing up just because I feel like we're kind of exactly the same person. She doesn't like my wife at the moment as much as me, which is like kind of a like... <laughs> but um, maybe that works out. But I have a feeling someday they're just going to hate us. And they'll be like, no matter what I do, it's like, that's cool, right? And they're like... They're gonna be like, we literally cool. open for the Foo Fighters, like, like dead sucks. on, and they're gonna be yeah. like, lame, and be like, yeah, like that band Bruh. sucks. They'll be like, all right, well, it's like, are they gonna get into new music and then feel like anything beyond like a certain year is like way too old and they're like, dad, lame. your music's not even on TikTok. I'm yeah, like, exactly. Mean, like, yeah, it could be viral if you made <laughs> yeah. it viral. Come on, work oh, for us. <laughs> we gotta get a. How do we get a Bayside TikTok going? Like a viral TikTok. I gotta tell you, I'm trying. I'm trying so hard to participate. <laughs> And I am just like so stressed. Yeah. I'm stressing a million directions. This is why, again, I'm not allowed to do the interview. With <laughs> so, like, is he even talking about anything? Be like, probably not. Get him out of there. Perfect. But um, <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm having a hard time with uh, with partitioning off my life enough, with to really enough to like, 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 here's TikTok. Get into it. I'm like, oh shoot, man. I, uh, I'll try. I'll try. <laughs> as far as content creation, be like, you want to make videos? I'm like. I'd just rather be in my room, like, yeah. playing guitar right now, to be frank with you. <laughs> that was, I mean, MySpace really being the one where it's, like, you have to do something on MySpace. Before that, I mean, like, a lot of bands came up before that was even a thing. It's, like, you just go on Warped Tour and you make it big, and now it's, like, oh, shit, we have to actually, like, do other stuff when we're Truly. not on tour. <laughs> well, actually, I, you know, we re I think at that point, though, it was fairly innocuous as far as, like, I think that MySpace was a thing. It was... It was sort of a glory era for, for social media in the sense that I feel like it was still being respected and it was being treated as like, I was like, man, this is an amazing marketing tool where we're able to like connect with our fans. People can click something and all of a sudden they're privy to all the information that we're pointing, that we post. They'll see all the dates we're playing, any new photos and any new content comes up and then it just sort of, I feel like it's lost the mark in some respects and it's. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm sure everyone knows too. Like social media, social media, just like just like lobs anxiety at people so oh, much. Yeah. It's, it's great. It's really difficult to be like, this is a necessary evil. I need to participate. Yeah. And I need to communicate uh, ideas. I need to communicate the scheduling of everything. But like, but also like, I if I spend too much time on here, I'm gonna fucking kill myself. Yeah. No, that's very fair and valid. Yeah. That's, that's, that's like, what it is. I, I mean, I don't want to minimize it. I, I hate to make jokes like that, but it's like one of those things. Where I'm like, shit, I gotta, I can't, I can't put my brain here. Like, I need to be present for the people in my life that I care for. Yeah. But it's again necessary evil. Gotta put it up there. <laughs> gotta yeah. be, gotta be present. It's like, what makes the world go round. Uh, it really does. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. I'm like, no, nah. no, thank you. Because uh, I think, like, I mean, my maybe that maybe this is something like from our perspective as like fans, but it's like, oh. Bayside, they're they're fine. Like you know, they're they've been a band for a long time. They've got connections. They've got the people in their corner. They've got big bands that are going to want to take them on tour. They've got whatever tour they want to do, they can be on. So it's like, why do you need to make a TikTok, right? Well, I mean, there there is something to be said about again, like just maintaining being relevant and being in the face of the people. And certainly, there is a lot of we're. I feel incredibly fortunate that we're one of the bands that. When I look out at our shows, I see multi-generational families. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where it's like, grandma's here, and mom's here, yeah. and the kids are here. <laughs> and the so in that, res in that respect, I feel very grateful that we seem to be a band that the parents feel comfortable. We're not, we, we're not really that crass. We don't, there's not a lot of, True. like, 
we have a very few songs that have the little E next to the name, so like, <laughs> I feel like we're pretty safe as far as that. Yeah, and true. as far as messaging goes, we've always tried to tend, we err on the positive side. Of it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting to see the way the parents uh, will pass them, will pass us down to kids and yeah. stuff like that. So I feel like we're not completely reliant on, uh, you know, like, you got to keep up with the social. But at the same time, like, I'm slacking. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not good at it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If you're watching it and you're like, I need more content. I'm like, all my content Where's is the at content? home. Like, Come I don't on, have any where content. Is it? All my content is basically in guitar at this point. I mean, that's... And the rest of it goes to my kids who yeah. are like, pay more attention to me, damn it. I'm like, I, I, you know what? I love you. I should. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're like, damn. Right. You know what? That's a good, that's a good okay, thing. Okay, fine. <laughs> Do you want to make a TikTok with me? <laughs> no, but I, I got to tell you, man, when, when a seven-year-old girl comes up to you and is like, put your phone down and pay attention to me, yeah. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Oh, that's real. That's real. That's real. Like, you know what? You're right. You're right. You are more important to me than this. So, like, let's do that. And that's where I'm at. I'm sorry. I'm just rambling. No, that's we fine. do that, that's too. Podcast. Don't worry. We do that. This is what we want to talk about. Oh, We're like, yeah. oh, what do we uh, What do we want to talk to Bayside about? Whatever Bayside wants to talk about. Yeah. You know? <laughs> trying to think of anything else interesting. I mean, is anything like, because uh, usually people are, are promoting on TikTok, like, new music and stuff like that. So, are you... I mean, horizons ahead. Well, we have we have um, we have new material that we're going to be recording soon. That will probably come out in the early part of 2024. Okay. And we'll we'll be doing some touring in nice. uh, early 2024. We haven't announced anything yet, but certainly that is the uh, that is the intended outcome. So provided <laughs> that there's nothing horrific or catastrophic yeah, standing in between fingers absolutely crossed yeah, unless on that they knock on this <laughs> who knows yeah. who knows the world's a weird place these days so <laughs> we'll keep our fingers crossed i hope for the best but yep should be new music next year and um yeah we'll be out there and it's the funnest job in the world we play music yeah. i mean yeah, yeah. oh so good and you got a dedicated fan base like i saw everybody uh because you guys played the after show last night with hawthorne heights yep and uh a bunch of my friends were like this is my 20th bayside show it's my 25th bayside show yeah. like no but truly that's a phenomenal that is a thing that i feel eternally grateful for yeah. that we have a fan base that the fact that we have people out there who have there are so many bayside tattoos there are so many people who are like i've seen your band 20 50 100 times that's yeah. It's special, and it's not lost on on me. I think we're all very aware. They're like, this is unusual, right? We're like, oh, very much so. We're like, great. Uh, a lot of bands don't get it. Yeah. Oh. And a lot of bands don't ever get, like, the sort of, uh, I don't know, the emotion behind it. Like, the people who are like, no, it really means, like, a lot that I've been to this many shows. People are like, ah, I just go to the shows, you know? Like, they're in town. There are a lot of bands. I think when I think about uh, devoted cultish fan bases, I think, Oftentimes, I think, you know, you've got, like, stuff, obviously, like, like Grateful Dead or Fish yeah. or Queen or, like, 311. But I think we have a pretty, we are very, very fortunate to have a very dedicated band. <laughs> and it was all born out of Chicago. Too. Yeah. Like, this yeah. is, I know the band is from New York, but I feel like we came up in Chicago. Kind of special. Yeah, I know when I was watching Hawthorne Heights earlier, they were like, this is like our second home. This is where we came up. And I'm yeah. like, I think everybody's just, so cool. just saying it. No, we spent <laughs> so much time on victory. We've had so many True, special yeah. moments here. Yeah. We, between touring with the Popes and having like uh, a kind of Josh Caterer last night came up and did Megan with us. Yeah, yeah. I think we have a we have a pretty strong connection to a lot of uh, Chicago music scene in general. And it's always felt like a second home to us anyway. So Riot Fest has always just felt special yeah yeah well hell yeah um well yeah thank you for for being on is there yeah, anything sorry. else you want to sorry you got stuck with me no, no that's fine good. like jack's here great. he'll ramble Look, at you you get to the say too far from his to mouth say anything you want right now about your bandmates and they can't say anything yeah uh, you know what this is what i'm gonna say i'm very i hate to be i hate to keep coming at you with the attitude of gratitude but like <laughs> no i find myself so often like i think about i i get to play guitar and you know i both of all all of the four of us are pretty talented at what we do like not being like our band is awesome but like <laughs> i'm in a band with three other people who are all qualified to be in that band and it's interesting because you know i've sat in with other bands i've sat in with so many things but i feel really really lucky that i'm in a band with four people that can coexist for 20 years that we still all love each other and we still are continuing to make new music and the new music is working i have never felt more grateful for like I love those guys are my chosen family, and it's um, 
it's difficult because I see a lot of bands and it's like it's easy going for a while, but some after then. a certain amount of years, <laughs> it works or it doesn't. And no. after 20 years of being with the same crew, <laughs> there that those are those are that's my family. Yeah. <laughs> my wife is like, yeah, but I'm your family. Yeah. Yeah, but like these, these guys will be here too. Don't worry. No, but like, I'm, well, you know, if we're in town Thanksgiving, I'll have 18 people over my house, hell and it's yeah. everyone. Oh hell yeah! Like, but that is that is my family, and I, I'm I'm so lucky. I'm just really lucky. I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. <laughs> well, hell yeah. Uh, well, Jack, thank you so much for yeah, hanging out. Uh, everybody, go listen to watch Bayside. You know, please do. They're they're sticking around. We're good. We're, good. we're like we're, you know what. This is one of my favorite. I'm going to go back real quick. Yeah. One of my favorite things, when we were very early on in Bayside, we were playing at a very small place in Maine somewhere. And uh, we had played, and I went to the bar. I was, I'm was i older by everyone in the band by about seven or eight years. Okay. So I had gone to the bar, and I was sitting there, and there was an older guy wearing, like, an old, like, Aussie shirt or something. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, man, you like, like, Aussie and Van Halen and stuff? I was like, Absolutely. So we started hanging out. It was yeah. like one of those things. Was like, I dig that. I dig everything you're talking about. It's like, I'm here with my daughter who came to see her band. I yeah. was like, oh, Red. And then she came over and she was like, oh, my God. Are you talking to my dad? And I was like, <laughs> I was like your dad is the best. Like, listen to what he listens to. But like that kind of a thing, like all of a sudden, and that guy kind of became a fan at that point. Yeah. I, was like, I was like, I'm going to connect with you. I'm going to give you the daughter. I'm just rambling. I'm sorry. Red. I'm sorry. No, you don't need no, to. That's good. always a cool story. But when they want to go there like but that. That kind of a that kind of a vibe though, like being able to bring like if, if like that idea of if that daughter went home and talked to her dad and was like, what's he talking about? Let me play you Blizzard of Oz. Or let me play you yeah. like Yeah, or here's like it or here's like Power Slave, the Iron Maiden record. Like <laughs> I'm like red. Like, yeah, or here's some Frank Zappa. Listen to this and then you'll hear where all that comes from. So if, if I don't know. It's it all comes great. together. It's the biggest Kids thing. Kids are going to do that for Bayside one day. Yeah. I hope. I, hope, do I love, again, like parents and they're bringing their kids to the show. The best. Hell yeah. We'll like therapy for your family. <laughs> it's, for you. it's, it's not free, but it's a little bit cheaper than therapy. It's so much cheaper than oh, therapy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Jack, thanks again. Yeah, thank you so us. much, dude. Thank you so much for talking to me. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Of course. All right, guys, and that concludes all of our interviews from Mariah Fest 2023. We had a blast of a time. We met so many new besties in the back at press and all around. I'm sorry we couldn't get a um, emo social club photo at the Demon Head this year as we had the last couple of years. This was literally such a packed weekend for us that we just did not have the time or capacity to also be planning that but we have seen some of you and we were able to hang out with some of y'all and we love you and we really really appreciate you we're back next week with another podcast episode and until then i have been lizzie brian is uh trying to figure out video and audio issues uh, with our clips that need to be posted online so he's he's going through it right now and so until next time bye